0: Hey, family. Hey, family. Welcome, 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 each and every one of you to the Les Boogie one-on-one show. We're here for another exciting episode, and tonight we're going to have a whole lot of fun like we always do. Tonight is special because you'll never get another night like tonight. Tonight is tonight. It is what it is. Next week will be next week. But tonight is tonight, and we're looking forward to entertaining you. And we hope that you are in good spirits because tonight is going to be fun. My name is Les Boogie, and this is my radio show. And I'm very, very proud of that. And I brought some friends along, like always. And I just want to reach out to them and see how they're doing. Hey, Dahlia, how you doing? What's going on? I'm
1: good. I'm good. How are you?
0: All right. All right. Can't complain. Everything Been a cool long with you? Day. <laughs> long day.
1: Long day. Going through one of my insomnia periods. So I was up since two o'clock this morning.
2: Wow. So, really?
1: Yeah. 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 It's one of those. You know, for people who suffer from insomnia, it goes in cycles. Yeah, so you have to really exhaust your body to get a good night's sleep to get it back into, you know, any kind of rhythm. But uh, so I'm, I'm dealing with that right now. But I'm here.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you don't look like somebody that might fall asleep on us or nothing. <laughs> you look like you're pretty, pretty up there, pretty chill. We yeah. do a lot of driving today, right? You said you did a lot of driving.
1: I went to headquarters today with my day job. I went into headquarters, and they're located in Malvern, Pennsylvania, which is about 50 Ooh. miles.
2: Wow.
1: Here where I live. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I hate driving the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I think the worst truckers are on the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Mm. I, and I, I drive everywhere. With I don't have a problem with truckers. But for some reason, that one is the worst turnpike to be on with truckers. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've not
0: been on there in years. I've been on there in years. Yeah. Oh wow, wow. Okay, well, I mean, you made it back safe, and that's that's the main thing. And you're here with us. We appreciate that. Appreciate that, brother Tattletale. What's going on with you, man? How you doing?
3: Ha-ha! How y'all doing tonight? Feels so good to be back up in here. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Started at the bottom, and we all here.
0: Ha-ha! Started Let at the you bottom, you and here.
3: Mm? Let me tell you something, You gotta get yourself a good man. So he can, so he can just rock you to sleep every night.
1: You know, I had a conversation about that with a friend of mine, a male friend of mine, because I like to get the male perspective. I'll tell you about that later.
0: Oh <laughs> okay. Man. you're not going to say that with us. Oh, you're going to put that out there and not say that with well, the people. I,
1: you know, we, we have we're both early morning risers, and every time I'm I'm driving into to headquarters, I call them because the time goes fast when we have these conversations, and I was right, right. Them. Um, that I'm not trying to date a man who is struggling. And I'm, I'm past that age where I'm not doing the struggle bus. We're not going to have that conversation. You should be following <laughs> your dream, and your path. If you haven't gotten there yet, you should have a plan to walk it. I'm not trying to date anybody who makes minimum wage. I'm just not. I'm not at that point. And that was fine in your 20s, which I never really did in my 20s anyway. But at the age that I am now, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Yeah,
3: I, yeah, I, oh. You always been high maintenance. Come on now. I've known you since you were three true. years old. You you always been high maintenance. I, remember, I, 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 I remember your I remember your play was all gold and everything. You <laughs> you you always been high maintenance. What you talking about, D. Yeah,
1: yeah, you're not gonna
0: help that brother that struggling brother, huh? For real. We
1: gotta have, <laughs> we gotta have a show about that because you know. And he talked about that's not normal in this culture for women um, in terms of them being very independent mm-hmm. um, and knowing that who 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 would make a better match for them. And I, and I do believe in love. Don't get me wrong. I do believe in love. But I but- believe it would turn very vicious if <laughs> <laughs> I love your financial health.
0: Okay, so, 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 so let me get this. Let me get this. Let me be clear. You said that basically a guy that's struggling, you're not dealing with that. Nope. Love has nothing to do with it.
1: I can love you from afar. <laughs> it honestly <laughs> did not work out. Not work out because, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. Remember, there's, there's differences. Each decade, what you expect in a relationship changes. Well, I'm not in my 20s. I'm not even in my daggone 30s anymore. And we, we, we're we going up the, the decades here. So I'm at a point in my life where I did the struggle bus.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> but I am focused on making sure that I follow my path and my dream. If you're not there fo- focused on following your path and your dream, we will never get along. I don't care how much love I might feel for you in the world. In the back Ooh. of my head... I, I can't deal with this person. I cannot.
0: I can understand that. I can. I mean, I appreciate your honesty. I understand that. Yeah, I understand that. You know, you call it the struggle bus. I, I like. I like that. Bus. It is. <laughs>
4: he's the
0: struggling. little struggle like bus. You
4: up now. the hill. No, 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 oh. no.
0: Let, <laughs> let me say this. Let Let me basically say this to me. Um. Everybody can go through some changes. We we understand that. But Absolutely. Absolutely. you can't approach people and don't have your thing together. Whatever, Absolutely. whatever it might be. You know, um, the old adage, oh, you know, the man takes care of everything and this that and the third. Now the old old jacks, old cats come from that, from that whole mindset, which a lot of us are still there, but still, even with that, we don't want to struggle bus either.
1: <laughs> For real. Yeah. You
0: know, we, we don't want to struggle bus either. Exactly. Where and everything I mean, is, on, is on one person? No, nah, no, nah, nah, no. That's not fair. Exactly.
1: And it, it depends. And, and like I said to him, it depends on what you, if you're honest with your partner or your mate or the person you're dating from the get go, mm-hmm. you know what the expectations are. No, I'm not going to be somebody that says, oh, I'll stay home and I'll take care of you. And I'll do. No, that's what ma- m- merry maids are for. That's what getting a chef is for. Now, it's not to say that I'm going to (laughs) come home and make dinner, but this is not to be expected as my duty, just like I would not expect you to come home and have to clean the house or get your do-me list or whatever you want to call those, because we're both out there making it happen for each other and and for ourselves. So I want you to respect what I do. I definitely will respect what you do. I like the house clean, so I'm going to make sure we bring a maid in, because I'm tired just like you.
0: Okay, (laughs) so so you're going to have a maid come in. (laughs) We're gonna
1: have a maid come in. I and what about honest. the meals?
0: You're not gonna cook the meals?
1: Not during the week, maybe on the weekends. What about oh, what about
0: what about fixing that you know. what about fixing that cup of coffee in the morning before y'all leave?
1: I'll do that because we need a cup of coffee before we leave. <laughs> we need that cup of coffee.
0: You know. Now, <laughs>
1: It, it is. It is what it is. Cut the coffee. child says, "Don't even make the coffee."
3: No, no, no. I'm telling you to shut up. You ruin your chances to get a man. No man don't want to hear all that garbage <laughs> you talk about. Yeah. Shut up. But see, you know,
1: see, <laughs> see, this is where Carol tells crazy because if I have a man, but the men have requirements to come here with. I can introduce them to somebody who feels the same way they do, who who is more than willing to stay home. And don't get me wrong, I have no problem with having people like that in my life if that's what they choose that's right. not what I choose
0: so yeah. so so let me answer this let me answer this mm-hmm. give me your your first look qualities that would attract you and what 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 would be your ideal scenario for yourself
1: you mean in terms of a, a partner yeah. or a man or a
0: yeah.
1: man mm-hmm. um, he definitely would have to have Either following his game plan plan, or have been successful in that game plan. And that doesn't mean it's different when you've had it, you do it, and then for some reason it crashed and you start all over again. That's different because you know the struggles you went through and you know what you're working back to. I can do that. I don't want a man who just had a baby with somebody else. I'm too old to be somebody's baby mom. Girlfriend.
0: <laughs> that I understand. Know. I get that.
1: I don't want that. But you can have kids, but they got to be teenagers, grown almost out the house. Because I, when I, when I call or when you call me, the last thing I want to hear is, "I gotta go to baby knee. I need to pick up some diapers for the baby." Oh no, you too old. <laughs> You're too old for that you have. I, I can respect that. No. I respect that. um, Definitely a person who loves to talk about what's happening in the world. You have to be, and you don't have to graduate from college, but you still have to be well-educated in terms of what's going on in the world and how it affects us as a people and us as men and women and what that means. You have to be a person who votes who has who expresses an opinion about politics whether i agree with you or not right I, I always say this if if you're sleeping with somebody and when it's all said and done if you have nothing in common it's not going to last it just won't i need to have that stimulation in my brain to keep wanting to be with you
0: true that true no. that and what if what if what if all those things were there and he had that what if he made less money than you how did you feel about that
1: how much less than me
0: Ah, so that <laughs> is an issue Okay
1: ah, me because I don't, I, listen, I'm not at the age Where minimum wage is okay
0: No, 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 we're not talking minimum wage We're just talking about You just happen to be in a better position And he make you make more money than him um,
1: And that very well may be true Because remember, I have my own company And right. I work a day job right. So yes, the, the likelihood of me Making more money than him Is a very real Possibility but so that's not a game
0: changer. That's not a game changer. That's is it? Not
1: a game changer because you will never know. Because like my mom told me, you you spread your money out. You just have one one account that you pay your bills. That's the one he'll see. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, tattle tell What's going on with your girl, man? What's happening? Nah, I've, I've been
3: I've been trying to help her, but I can't shut her up. She just really? chasing all these good men away. Chasing away. No, oh, I don't
1: taste a good
3: man away. Yo, you gotta you gotta go back to the sugar. You gotta go back to the sugar. <laughs> to the sugar. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she
0: is no longer intaking sugar. This might be a sugar rush going on right now.
1: Well, nope, we're not doing sugar. But if I, I'll say this, this is the last I was if a man is intimidated by me, then that is not the person that needs to do okay.
0: it. well that's that's I understand that's that. That makes sense.
1: Just, I, I'm not going to tell you what you should do with your career or what you should do with your life. You need to come with a game plan yourself. If there's a way that I can help you, absolutely. Absolutely.
4: But well,
3: Dahlia, you can, you, can you can be, be quite intimidating.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you I know what? You know, honestly speaking, honestly <laughs> speaking, Dahlia, whatever, you know, look, look, you want what you want. It's your yeah, life. I what I want. You have to do what you have to do for you and what's best for you. And that's with anyone, you know, and it doesn't really, it doesn't really, it's not a bad thing. Let me put it like that. It's not a bad thing to see yourself in a certain place, because I think that everyone should have a picture of what they, what they want. Number one, I think everybody should have not only a picture of it, but if you're not working towards that, and that's with anything, whether yeah. friendships or, you know, relationships or business partners or people, you know, family. I need everybody on on their game plan. You mm-hmm. know, something's got to happen because then if, if, if nothing is going on with you, then that means if I'm around you, there's a possibility nothing's going to be going on with me if I'm hanging out with you.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: You, you understand what I'm saying? If If I got to always, if I have to always pull you along, and you never say, well, hey, man, I'm going to walk with you. Or, you know, let's walk together. Or, I'm going to bring you into this every once in a while and we're helping one another. Then what's the purpose? Exactly. You know, what, what is the purpose? Um, now, yeah. men, on the other hand, some men, old school cats, take care of the family.
2: Right. Wife
0: stayed home, and she was cool with that. But you're not that person. You no, are a career... Orientated someone that's actually doing it, so with right. that comes a different level of expectations mm-hmm. for a mate. I mean, we understand that,
1: and I respect that. Don't get me wrong, I respect if that is the relationship that works for them. I think that's fantastic because she knows what she wants out of this relationship, he knows what he wants out of this relationship, and they're both in accord. I couldn't be that person, right. Because I'll be looking at you like you're out of your mind. You expect what when you get home? A hot meal? Well, me too. So
0: now now listen, let me let me run this scenario by you. The guy, the guy's cool. You come home, he's taking care of everything. He made he cooks well, house clean. You know, he has a job. He has a job. And he's doing the things that he would expect a woman to do as a mate, but he's doing all these things. And he's cool. He's cool with you.
1: How do you deal with that? Listen, i never met a man who was like that. I don't okay. know so what a would experience, but I, I, would be okay
2: with
1: it. I would actually be okay with it. And you know what? If I come home and I know he's working hard and I'm working hard, but I see him cleaning, I'm going to get in there and clean too. Right.
4: Because I'm okay.
1: going to do this by yourself. Because you're also tired. But there is so many people who believe that women should be the domesticated person that she could have worked 12 hours straight, but you expect her to come home to cook, clean, you know, make sure your house is right. And then be this fantastic person in bed. That ain't me. But if I come home and I see that you cooked, I'm going to put the dishes in the dishwasher. I'm going to clean up the kitchen. I'm okay with that, but that's a partnership within your relationship. And right. you are comfortable doing what it takes to keep the household the way it should be kept.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Respect like that. Respe- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Respect the title. said what's your take on this, man? This 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 new generation uh, females.
1: Ooh, I wow. Wow. New generation um, females. We're just more uh, verbal about it.
0: <laughs> um.
3: Um. Uh. I don't think you should. Flaunt your independence as if to tell a man, OK, I'm doing much better than you or, you know, you can't, you know, rise to my level. Um, You know, one thing I agree with, Dahlia, yes, it, it takes it takes two people to make that relationship work. If both of you are working. OK. Uh, order out, you know, bring yeah. something home to eat. Uh, sometimes you're just too tired to cook. You know, mm-hmm. get, uh, you know i can you know i can't, I can't I can understand that you know but yeah. you know um you have to bring something to the table and and mm-hmm. and, and that's what uh, men and women you got to bring something to the table years ago I said, uh, I said to a chick what you going to bring to the table then she' going to throw it back and what you going to bring to the table I thought I ain't got to bring nothing to the table I am the table, I am the table <laughs> <You> <laughs>
2: I you see that, that table I
3: that, that tablecloth. You see that them salt and and pepper shakers, that sugar bowl. I am the table. You got to bring a chair or something, baby. You got to bring a chair or something.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I have never flaunted what I have ever. So I'm I'm not a person who drives. I'll be honest. I don't drive a Mercedes. I don't drive a Jag. I don't drive a BMW. To me, that does not reflect who I am. I drive my little Maxima and I sparkle it up and I'm doing my thing
3: <laughs> because
1: I'm okay Because I am okay because I'm working my plan. And I don't believe I should... If, if I'm living in a townhouse, I'm not going to buy me those kind of cars and have it parked out here where everybody can see it. Right, in, right. In that. Parking mm-hmm. parking.
2: Yeah, that
4: okay? makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah, yeah,
1: a yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. um, and yeah. so my, my goals for myself maybe be different from everyone else that are making what I am at this stage of the game and bringing in. Because right. I know there's a goal for me in mind. And every time I get to that goal, I do another goal. And it doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I don't enjoy what I do and I don't enjoy what I have. I absolutely do, but I don't believe I have to flaunt it in somebody's face or even talk about how much I bring home. You'll never know that unless you right. kind of into my accounts or something it's just not something i, I do and and Tattletail, you know i'm not a person who will go out and buy these big expensive designer items now do i get them yes but it's not me buying them
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i i, I agree with, with, with what you're saying but you know i just got to mess with you that's what i, know, I do but you know you know
1: tell you my first my first um, condo that i had here in the bronx Oh yeah, I designed <laughs> it, and you know, from from um, sanding the floors to staining the floors to doing the stucco, I did that myself. Yeah. And I, I, I have never been a person to say I can't do it. If I can't mm-hmm. do it, I'll find somebody to teach me how to do it, and I'll get it done. And so that's, that's right. I, and that's the way my mother brought me up. You know, and, and those are the things that I want and expect. From a man that I may be dating, is that you're a go-getter?
0: Mm-hmm. Right. Nothing wrong with that. You know what? I look at it, I, I see this. This is what I, my observation is very simple. There's different kinds of people, mm-hmm. and you're just you're a career oriented, a career minded, uh, a businesswoman who is in that life. That's what you do. So your answers and your expectations and the and your requirements doesn't surprise me. Now, if you take it on the other hand, someone, another woman who's married, right, (laughs) who has children, who's, you know, at the house taking care of business at home. She is the one that runs the house and uh, her husband is giving her a sufficient amount of money and she's supporting him in terms of his goals and aspirations and what he does to make money. Some people are okay with that because there's a lot of that that goes on. So it depends on what your situation is, you know, and especially when you have children. That's When you have children, there's a whole different sacrifice going on, period. You know, all those goals and things, a lot of stuff you have to push to the side because you have other people now that are depending on you. So, yeah, you know, most women today that are career-orientated, you know, they feel the same way, and I understand that. You know, now what love got to do with it? Now a person that has a career, and I don't expect a person with a career to turn around, fall in love, and now they don't have a career. I think that's stupid. I don't. But I would, are, you know,
2: you are go women. to somebody,
0: you say, "Hey, man, you gonna be with me?" So you got to stop doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But I can take care of you. It's not about see, see what people fail to realize. It's not about when you're doing something for yourself, right? When you're doing and 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 you're achieving some things, and your self esteem is up. You're doing that for you. And a lot of times it has nothing to do with the money. It yep, has exactly. to do with who you are as an individual. Nobody, mm-hmm. you know, most people, me personally, or, and people that I've known, do not want to be taken care of. They want to contribute. Exactly. Right. They want to contribute to the party. Because if, you, if you're just taken care of, then you are kind of like under control of 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 someone else, mm-hmm. so yep. to speak. Yep. If you're shopping, everything that you get, your clothes, your, your jewelry, your car is all given to you mm-hmm. by someone else. That person mm-hmm. has, a, whether they exert that control or not, mm-hmm. mindset says they are in control. And if you really looked mm-hmm. at it, my man said he's the table, right? So if he took that table away and them salt shakers away, there's no table, there's no salt shaker, right? The person sitting there with nothing. So you can to me, nobody. Now, I told my daughter, nobody should ever put themselves in a position to depend on one individual for everything that they have because that so can be taken I mean. from you at any given moment. So, I do agree with you on that. No mm-hmm.
1: Now, yeah. don't, and trust me, when I am with somebody that I love and I care about and I see a possible future, I am in my feminine energy. I am not the kind of person who, you don't have to open the door. You don't, no, that is not me at all. As long as you respect the business sense in me and the career in me that I've been building and the journey that I am on, we're good because I'm gonna make sure I support what you do as well. Right. I think that is only but what as partners that we should be doing, respecting and supporting the dreams and the goals that each other has. And, and that's my whole thing. But yeah, I you'll never see me curse out a man You'll never hear me put that person down for what they do or what they believe in. But I also know that I cannot be with someone who is not at the same plane or even even, even higher than me. I, I know that because if, if you're not the same caliber of a goal getter for yourself, not for me, but for you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we are constantly going to be butting heads. Because you're gonna wonder why am I always doing the things that I'm doing, and I'm gonna look at you and go like, "What are you doing with yourself? Is this how you see yourself? Like, is that it?" Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah,
1: and we won't get along.
0: Yeah, see, see, that's a problem when someone is not if they don't understand number one what you're doing, and they Mm -hmm. start to question what you're doing and why you always going here, why you always you know going out, why you always coming back late, why you doing this, why you going to this party, why you going to this (laughs) event? When they start all of that, that is toxic.
1: Exactly, that's toxic
0: because what they're really trying to do is to stop you from really doing those things and get Mm -hmm. where they're at. So, never, never go (laughs) down. Yeah, you said you've been
1: there. I've been there. (laughs) Yeah, we're not
0: gonna mention no
3: names, but you know, yeah, I've been there.
1: Yes, that's what I've been there. Yeah, so you know, yeah, it really is. I I think that the, the number one thing that is needed in relationships is communication. From the get-go. From the get-go.
0: Right.
1: I'm not going to lie about who I am. If you ask me, do I cook? I'm going to tell you yes, because I do. And I can throw it down. Am I going to cook every night? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it Yes, I cook and I cook very well. Am I going to cook every night? No. So I don't want you to think that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blowing this all up for you so that this is your exp- expectation of me. Right. You know, that's not going to happen. But will Dahlia pull out a, a pot on the weekends and have a good old time cooking? And do, Oh, absolutely, because I love to throw it down. But um, no, <laughs> we have to be on the same page, and that's communication from the get-go.
0: Okay, so let, let, let me answer this question. Let me answer this question pertaining to that. Okay, so there's some things that you're just not about. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But when it, when it does come to relationships, it, it is emotional when you love someone, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: You tend to do things that you wouldn't normally do. That is true. And and sometimes that's uncontrollable.
1: It is to a certain point.
0: Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. How, how do you control that? How do you control that?
1: And it takes maturity. I'm not gonna lie, it takes maturity. And it takes enough of the knowing that this person is not right for you. Because if you start doing things that is not you and uh-huh. start breaking your own rules because of this person's manipulation or you just want to hold on to this person, you have to think about you're, you're changing yourself. That's not the person this, you are no longer the person that this person met. You're changing yourself to fit what this person wants to keep that person. That's Mm. not how it works. You change because you yourself find that there's something in you that wants to change not for somebody else, but for yourself. Because one person in that relationship is not going to be happy.
0: I agree. I agree. But I'm going to tell you something, Daya, straight up. That emotional love thing is very strong. It may not be with every person you run into. It only takes one. Exactly. It only <laughs> takes one.
1: It only takes one, and I've had that.
0: It only and takes only one to start Crazy. doing things that you thought you would never do.
1: No, True. You know what let's, let's, let's define things now there's positive things that you never thought you would do but you've done them and you're like right. you know what this person is has really opened my eyes and then there's the negative things that you that you would do that you thought you never do we've yeah. all have done that and right walking out of that relationship was i have learned my lesson this is not for me i will right. not let this get to me again
0: so are you are, are you basically do you think that you're super guarded and when when you meet someone are you like standoffish you know when you're checking them out
1: no i'm not standoffish but the one thing that i don't do is tell a man what i'm looking for okay because i don't need that imitation i don't need you to be what you think i want
0: and you're gonna try to or represent yourself
1: exactly <laughs> because I, you know, <laughs> well what are you looking for in a man well this is a b c d and i've told men that and they they bring that impression of what they thought I would want until we actually started a relationship. And then you're going to revert back to your old ways. It didn't end well. It didn't. And I've had relationships that, you know, I've ended it and we've been really good friends. It just wasn't for us. We're in two different places. I wasn't like, Oh my God, I need this man in my life all the time. (laughs) (laughs) You've been
0: fortunate fortunate because a lot of people can't, can't do that. Well, you my know, mom. And I'll
1: tell you all this thing. My mom used to always say to us, "If you, if as a woman, if you are unwilling to handle this man's di- dirty draws on a regular basis, washing it, <laughs> this should not be the person for you." And that means <laughs> even up and her, start hating. Just, uh, you leave. The, they leave the house, and you're happy. That's not you know this person is gone. You know, that's not the person for you cuz even when you're fighting to the point where you just want to strangle somebody, you know you love somebody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and, and that's it. And I'm sure, you know, you you being who you are, less you can say that. No not everything is going to be perfect 100% of the time. No, you not really at all. Love that person. You know that's your person. And I honestly believe it. I've seen it in my friends. I have friends who Are married that think the same way as me, and I have friends that are married where they have a clear, defined role in which she stays home and takes care of family and home, and he goes out and work and work. and And I, I think that that's great for them, and I respect that, and I think it's wonderful for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just not not for you. (laughs) Oh Oh, man!
1: Right up here doing live streams. I'm gonna be doing no.
4: That's and,
1: and you know, we my friends and I, we talk about it all the time. And they're in agreement. That's not for Dahlia. It's
0: <laughs> not for you. Hey, you know what? Hey, listen, you gotta know what's for you and what's not. I respect that. That's better. right. I respect and I, that.
1: Even my brothers, even my brothers, um, they've had men come up to them and say, you know what, your sister she's she is really nice, she's really sweet, she's got it going on. And my brother will say, You cannot afford her.
2: Wow!
1: <laughs> not because of me wow. but because of who they are you know and, and they're yeah, their friends, yeah. so they know what kind of yeah. person they are and then my brother would say well you know so and so asked about you and I said sis I I just had to be frank and tell him you can't afford her and that doesn't mean monetary afford yeah
0: you just in general
1: yeah, the whole, the whole
0: ball of her. wax yeah
1: exactly and I've always mm-hmm. said Man, if for some reason financially something goes wrong or goes left and I say to you, listen, can I borrow $1,000 from you? Or can I borrow, even if I borrow $20 from you, and you tell me no, and I have to go to my brothers for help, you're not going to last. Mm. I'm already thinking about, you're out the door. Wow. Because, you know, Because if I come to you to ask, it means I have exhausted all avenues of how I'm going to get this money or how I'm going to do this. And I really need your help because I would never ask you unless there's no other you know, alternative. And you tell me, no, you ain't got it. And I got to go to my brothers. I don't need somebody else who's poor with me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's you know, I, I said the same thing that, that, that the whole situation where I can help you, but you can't help me. That's, mm-hmm. that's unbalanced. Exactly. Uh, I, I, exactly. I can't do that. I can't do that. You know, that's what I said. You you got you got to bring something to the table when you, when you when you know we're grown folks. uh there's certain things you 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 need to have. You need to have your own place. You need to have a job, and you don't have to have a car particularly, but you should have a driver's license, and right. you should have uh, a a a high school diploma or GED. All right? right, you should be doing something. You should have some type of interest that motivates you. When you don't have a you know, there's no saying. Uh, uh 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 idle minds a double workshop and that's true. Yes. All right. That's so true. Idle hands, idle mind. Yeah. That's so true. You got to be doing something. You have to have something that's sacred to you that you can call your own. That's what keeps you going. But when you tell me and I say what you're interested in,
2: uh I don't know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what, you, what you think about doing your life? I, I don't know. I know. I know. No, I, I know. Bye.
1: <laughs> exactly. What you want is what's your schedule like today? Well, I got A, B, C, and D. Well, I yeah. got thing. So how are we gonna make sure we make some time for ourselves? How about mm-hmm. Do a little staycation or something like that?
3: Yeah, 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 that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. I, I do. I, you know, a woman asked me Tattletail, uh, 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 what you want in a woman? And I told him. I said, listen, I want the kind of woman. If I got to murder somebody, she'll help she'll me. Uh, be- she'll help me hide the body. Hide, hide the body. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. And I said yeah. I wanted something. She turned around, walked away from, walked toward her car. I'm like, oh man! I did. she popped up in the trunk, turned around with two shovels. I was like,
1: oh yeah, what I'm talking about? You want somebody to help body? I'll say okay, but you—that's right. That's, that's
3: it, that's it. We we ended the winning. <laughs> I'm the one up in the police
2: station going, oh God, and because no. I was the snitch. I was the snitch in my family.
1: My I was just all my mom had to look at me and say, You better tell me the truth, or I'm gonna take out this belt. I'm telling everything. Yeah, I'll tell it, I'll tell it. I'll tell it stuff that happened days and days and days ago that has no bearing yeah, that, that on That little lady right didn't take
3: no mess. That little lady did not take exactly. no mess.
1: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a hero. Exactly. I'm not a hero and I'm not a, you don't want to tell me the secrets.
0: <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yes, indeed. Our brother, our brother Don Martin is in the building, y'all. All right, now, our brother Don Martin is in the building. Uh Daddy, I need you to bring him in. I'm having okay. a little technical difficulties on this end. Is there a way that you can bring him on the screen? Just click on I his, his... Do, not do that. Can you click on his, his picture at the bottom?
1: I don't see He's... his picture.
0: You don't see him? Okay. I
1: don't yeah, I don't have that.
0: Yeah, Don... me neither. Don't do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, just hold
0: on a minute, Don. I'm trying to work this out. Yeah. I'm trying to work this out. For some reason, I went into frills mode, which I don't like. But we're gonna figure this out. We're Brother's gonna work it out. <laughs> Brother's You're
3: gonna,
0: gonna work it going, out. Brother's gonna work it out. Keep it going, Keep <laughs> yeah. it going. Yeah. I'll Brother's be right
3: back. yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Story
1: about the person who shall not be named. We need to tell the story of the the, the show we did it. Oh
3: now. yeah, oh oh, oh yeah, and, <laughs> and and that's one thing I tell people: uh, never let someone who basically has nothing, and you have so much moving with you. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's not good. Um, a a lot of people have gone through their life. I can't say they've been somebody been taking care of them because somebody taking care of them. You should be having you should be having a fly a fly place. You know what I'm saying? But there's some people who are leeches. They don't want to do nothing for themselves, so they leech on other people to get things done. Like I said, if you look around your place and every article of furniture or this or that that you have, somebody bought it for you or whatever, there's something wrong. Something right. is wrong. All right? I mean, you should have pride in ownership, you know, no matter what it is. Okay, you bought yourself a new television. That's pride of ownership. Nobody should be, you know, asking you, uh, uh, you should be asking nobody, you know, for, I want a TV. I want this and that. Now, uh, 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 years ago, uh, I was seeing a woman. All right. And I asked her, what did she want for Christmas? I thought maybe she wanted a little piece of jewelry or something like that. She could tell me she wanted a big screen television. And I told her, no, I do not put furniture in other people's houses. I don't do that. All right. Mm. I'm not the one. That's not me. And now, now we, we broke up and I'm done. and I'm gone. And you watching this big TV with your new man. Oh, no. That ain't, ain't popping. You
1: used <laughs> to always tell me. Was it you? I think it was you. That you do not buy a woman's shoes. Was that you?
3: I don't buy women's shoes. I don't know what you like. More like, if your
1: feet too big? <laughs> no, no. I think it was you that used to tell her, I don't buy women's shoes. Because that means they can walk away in them. <laughs>
3: Yep. <laughs> you thought,
1: yeah, it was you. It
3: was you. That's it. And, and I'm tell you something. When you, when you when you meet somebody, you 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 look at their shoes. Cause I'm tell you, something, a person going to treat you the way they they treat themselves. Seriously, yeah. if a person yeah. treats themselves bad, they're going to treat you the same way. Look at they look at their shoes. Look what they got on. And I tell these That's chicks, it. if a man ain't got a wallet, you leave him alone. That means he ain't got nothing to put in it. Mm-hmm. That means he even got an ID. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got no ID. Well, I ain't got no ID who you are. (laughs) uh, Those kind of people, you leave them alone. Because those are the basics you do in life. All right? Mm -hmm. You you learn how to drive. You know, you get yourself a car. You know, it's like a a step-by-step. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what adulthood is all about, being responsible. Hey, everybody back.
0: Hey, 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 we're hey, hey, we're back. We're back. <laughs> I, I had to go be responsible.
1: <laughs> oh, man, this is crazy. i to tell you all about the time that, that Tattletail was a stripper.
0: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You, I, I, you I really gotta tell shit, that story. Man. You I gotta tell that shit. story. Go oh ahead. God, I'm just ahead. I wanna hear this one. Hold on, ah, dog. We gotta hear this, dog. Tell the tail stripper down? What's going yeah, on? I, I, t- t- uh, yeah, I still
3: Yeah, uh, matter of fact, Don Martin actually provided the fabric for my costume. <laughs> 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 it was
4: a bomb too,
3: <laughs>
0: oh man, y'all
2: crazy, man!
0: <laughs> so, 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 what's the story? Come on, tell you tell us about that. Tell us about that, now. There
2: was
1: never a story. Tell us to be a stripper?
0: No. Oh, okay, okay. Oh man, I was geared for that one. Yeah, I was. I was the happy stripper. I tell the joke
3: and take off a piece of clothes.
1: Wow,
0: wow, wow. This is what we do, y'all. This is what we do.
1: (laughs) Remember coming off of what is that? Third Avenue Bridge, and you make that right. Oh, the the old Chippendale.
3: Remember the old Chippendales?
1: The The old Chippendales uh, over there. Martini. He was the one who told me that was a strip club. So that's how I learned about strip clubs.
0: And you was yeah. coming out of there, wasn't you, Tattle That's that's your yes spot. I right?
3: was. That's
0: crazy, don't man. The,
3: don't hate the
4: player,
0: hate the stripper. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Well, I mean, hey, listen, hey, listen, everybody, look, look, look at yeah, I got this is crazy. This is a crazy <laughs> show, y'all. Crazy show tonight. I want to introduce my brother. I want to my man from way back, author, businessman. Mr. Textile, we're going to call him Mr. Textile, right? <laughs> Mr. Don Martin's in the building, y'all. Mr. Don Martin's in the building.
5: How y'all doing? Well, we I doing do good, like, man. <laughs> Dahlia, uh, D- how yes. you doing?
0: Yes, that's Dahlia Minette. That's Dahlia Minette. That's Mr. Martin. Don Martin, my brother there.
5: How you doing,
3: my brother? I'm good, man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Always a pleasure. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate you.
1: I was you I was reading your um, parts of your book and I said to Les, hey. he might be related to me because <laughs> you're, you were born in the in the British Virgin Islands.
5: No, actually, I was yes. born and raised in New York.
1: Uh, oh, okay. so so my mom family's and dad, family. my
5: mother yeah. and father are from the British Virgin Islands.
1: So your last name, we have a cousin named Herb Martin. Um, okay. Who, and I said, I, I bet you anything you are probably related to us. And there's a whole line of us, you know, from the Virgin Islands. My, that's yes. where my grandparents are from. My mom was born there. I was born here. Okay. So we, we, at, when this all ends, we have to figure it all out. I'm in the Virgin, <laughs> Virgin Islands right now. Oh, okay. So you are?
5: I live, I
0: live half the, the time here. The oh, 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 you're in oh, the Virgin Islands. Okay.
5: Yeah, yeah. I'm in I'm, I'm, I'm Tortola.
0: Oh, okay. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, my uh, grandmother
5: live, is from, Tortola. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah Tortola. Yeah. I live here yeah. about four or five months out of the year.
3: Wow!
1: See, he got that real money. See, (laughs) (laughs)
3: calm down, Dahlia. Calm down. Calm down. Uh oh. Uh
5: oh. For the last
3: last six years. Wow, that's good, man. That's good.
5: Yeah, it's (laughs) fun. Yeah, but Les, man, it's good to see you, brother. I got. I'm gonna say that. uh, I know this is 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 an interview uh, to interview myself, but you know what I. Thinking the other day, and a lot of people I've grown up with, and that kind of thing. And uh, I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of what you've done and your moves. And I watch you all the time. I follow you all the time.
2: Thank you, my brother. And, and- uh,
5: you know, it makes me feel really, really proud. I uh, I was watching the show last week for Miss Allison Williams.
4: Ah, ah. okay, <laughs> yes.
5: I watched a, her whole show, and I thought that was really, really good. I love their work. Thank you, style. brother. Thank you. I, I love that whole thing. I, I I heard of her, but I never. Don't know her, I would love to meet her. I mean, just a wonderful lady, and she was very natural and uh yeah. speaking about mm-hmm. her life and uh it was very really, very interesting. So uh c- congrats to the wonderful show last week.
0: Thank you, thank you, my brother. And same to you, you know, um our whole team, man. You know, our whole crew is is about that, about that mm-hmm. that life, man. You know how we do from go, from, from, <laughs> from all the cats we grew up with, you know, a certain click of people, you know, you came and you you know, you know, Walter, that's how I met you. Yes. And from Kassim, Skip, Big yeah. Rod, everybody, you know, we just yeah. birds of oh, a different a different feather, man. Yes. You know, yes, sir. Yes, sir. we're just different guys. And 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 by the grace of God, we are still
5: here. That's right.
0: We are still here. We have 50 plus years that's right. as a team, as that's friends, right. as relationships coming up from the same neighborhood. Yes. And everybody is okay. And that's the beauty of it all. The beauty of it thing. all.
5: It's a wonderful yeah, thing, us. I mean, it really, really is. I, I'm glad that you have me on today. I think that I like to say that since my book was released over a year ago, okay, uh, it's really changed my life. You know, I, wow. I, I had no idea when I wrote Black Man, Right Industry, My Journey to the Men's Fashion World, that uh, I would attract the interest and the, uh, the adulation and the compliments and all the meeting wonderful people and speaking engagements and so many things. So. It's really changed my life and given me a whole new purpose actually going forward. Beautiful. That, that's been created. And uh I would say that uh you know and actually I I'm so blessed I feel so blessed about that and I've had people buy some of it in my books and told me that they're giving it, buying it for their children and wow so much uh I mean I've met so many interesting people some famous some whatever um so it's been really a wonderful experience and um I'm really glad I did that. I didn't really know that uh, it would have the impact that it did, and it still having, yeah. but uh, I yeah. feel more really proud about that. And a couple of things I want to talk about
0: tonight. Go ahead. You got the mic.
5: Okay, brother. I think that uh, <laughs> I think that's a change in my life and that kind of thing. Uh, I actually, you know, in certain speaking engagements that I've had, and uh, this one time, uh, the gentleman is a lawyer, You um, he heard me speak one uh, uh, one time at a college, and We were speaking and we had a little bit of confrontation at one time in a a question answering session. But anyway, this man, uh, his name is uh, James Cheeks, an attorney from South Carolina. He worked on the Jesse Jackson campaign for president. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, a lot of influential people. He's an older attorney. And I've got a lot of of, um, I've received a tremendous amount of um, of um, things that people say about the book. Um, and he wrote about something about my book that I was shocked. It was mm. so, it was, so, it, it, was it, it really, really took it so much deeper than I even knew. And okay. I found that quite fascinating on what he wrote as far as, I mean, if you go to my website, I've got so many reviews that are great, but right. this one was so special. And be honest with you, so well written and so intelligently written I don't even understand all that. I think I do. That's <laughs> really interesting. Right. And, and if you guys don't mind, I like oh, by it. all means. By all, oh,
0: means. Yeah. all means. By all but means. Here,
5: black Man White Industry, My Journey Through the Men's Fashion World is an incredibly well-conceived autobiographical work of self-made textile magnet Don Martin, providing a unique first-person insight into the life of a sterling man of color who made breakthrough advances into an industry that had been closed to his race for centuries in the land of of opportunity. A first-generation, contiguous United States son of parents native to the Virgin Islands. The first-person insight is into an industry rooted in financial markets and a culture Hoyt and halt. Martin Chronicles, Both his rise in the industry and the diminishing of formalities to ultra casually moderate to low cost goods, Martin captures the curiosity of the reader while focusing upon central personalities, complexities, preferences, and accommodations beyond status and race. He offers recollections on textile design, continental centers on manufacturing and technology, all the while introducing the reader to distinctions and directions from continent to continent, including Europe, South America, and Asia, and returning home to North America. Martin is chronicled from a unique perspective without any pretense this journey, and in so doing stripped away layers of an industry built upon the fields hosting the struggle of farmers to houses, hoisting fashionistas and designers in a rawness that undress those that dress. Don, I'm pleased to hear from you and looking forward to hearing and ultimately making with you to discuss the status of our mutual respect for each other. Blessed in 2023, to the blessed who bless. Beautiful, now, Beautiful. Wow. When I read yeah. that, I thought that was such a beautiful thing. When this man looked deeper into what, my story was about. Exactly. He went back and said that black people when they arrived in this country, okay, mm-hmm. what did we do? We picked cotton.
2: Mm-hmm. That's what
5: we did. Cotton mm-hmm. is fermented into what? Textiles,
2: Textiles. Mm.
5: fabric mm-hmm. that's woven into garments and sold to the masses. So, mm-hmm. and here's what he's saying. That we are of color never had an opportunity to share in that world of business. Right. And I never really looked at it that deeply. Right. I never really did. But I hear about the term reparations. I hear yeah. about that. And I really think that in this particular case, because we as people of color picked all that cotton, did all that for all the hundred years <laughs> to provide. Textiles to be manufactured into garments for the United States.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: We never got anything for it.
3: Right. That's uh, right. At
5: right. all. In certain situations, I really didn't know much about reparations. I've been hearing about it, but in this particular instance, I do believe it's warranted. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. And I only realized that after this gentleman um, wrote that about my book. And that was a fascinating thing. Um, You know, me being in the Caribbean, in Tortola, where my parents, grandparents, great-grandparents are from, um, you know, our family dates back to slavery here in the BVI. And quite frankly, I don't need reparations. We don't need that here. Because what happened here, all the slaves were here, and we overpowered a lot of the slave masters, because there's so many here that all the slave owners left and ran back to England and all the other places, mm-hmm. that's what happened. I love it,
0: I love it, I love it, brother, I love it, yes. And slavery
5: ended here in the year of 1833, 1695? I believe, 30 years before the United States. But what happened here, all the land was left to the slaves. Mm-hmm. I just remember, the land was, wasn't worth anything back in 1833. It was just a rock in the middle of the ocean. Hmm. But with the advancement of technology and air travel and all these things have independently made a lot of people of color independently wealthy because of that. Now, yes, being being, being very truthful about that.
3: Yes, 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 yes. However,
5: when I look at that, this thing about our in the South, this cotton thing really fascinated me. I, I just, because being the only person of color to own a textile corporation in the United States... I never looked at it that deeply as I did, and and I just want to say that you know I feel very very good about that, and glad that he was able to bring that to light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and get, getting back to how the year has been,
0: yeah, talk got, about got, it, man. Tell us, man, because this got, is fascinating, brother. I got <laughs> the opportunity.
5: I met Al Sharpton. I met Doctor Ben Chavez. As you know, I had a big meeting with Andrew Young. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, him and I have still remain as a re- relationship, and uh, I've met so many, some politicians, and I've met, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you one thing I thought was really interesting. Have you, heard of, have you ever heard of Oak Ridge Boys? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah the band, yeah, the, yeah. The oh, big, yeah. The big Southern group. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They've got their beards down to their waist. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> About two months ago, I received a phone call here in the BVI from Dwayne, who's the lead singer of the Oak Ridge Boys who happens to be a friend of a friend of mine in the South. Okay. And he thought my book was fascinating. He said, he said, Don, he said, let me tell you, he said, I'm 80 years old. You know, he says, I play golf with Mike Huckabee once a week.
0: Mm. Huckabee.
5: He said that that I'm going to take your book over to his office. I live 10 minutes from his office here in Tennessee. And I want him to have you on his show in Newsmax.
2: Wow! I wow!
5: I think it's wow. fascinating. This is what he told me. And this man said to me, he said, "Don, you know," he said, he said, "It's amazing how, um, black people, when I was a boy coming up, he said we were at the school on the good side of town.
2: Yeah.
5: and the school was fabulous." And he said the black people had to get in a riggity tickety bus, okay, and take them way across somewhere to a school that honestly, Don, wasn't fit for anyone. Mm. And this is what he told me. And he said, I felt bad about that. And he said on the weekend, we'd have them over to our house, a lot of our friends, okay, to show them a bit of a better way of how people Mm. are living in this country. And you would hmm. not believe everyone would look at them and say, these are a bunch of rednecks. Yep, and They won't even talk to us or think that way. But that's not the case. Wow. He, said, he said to me, Don, I'm going to talk to Mike, and, and I'm going to see, I think, he, I think he'll like this. And he said, when you come down to Tennessee to the studio, I'm coming to the studio to meet you. And we're going to go out for dinner after that. Now, I thought that was pretty fascinating.
1: Mm-hmm. that is that is now, 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 i don't know it hasn't happened yet maybe, <laughs> here, maybe that's okay not happen. that's okay I, did fact speak. That-
5: I was in contact with his personal assistant right who has spoken to me and said that uh mr huckabee is going to review and then they will get back to me at some point whether they're going to have me on or not that that that's the last conversation i had right. that was about
1: four or five weeks ago so i haven't heard from him yet oh no, yeah you're okay. well. You now, will because now, this is the the elections are coming up. And so yeah, they'll so, bring all kinds of guests on and yeah. either support what Could you have
2: written Could or be. try
1: to debunk it. So no, I'm not a Republican.
5: You know. I'm a Democrat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm a Democrat <laughs> New York. However, however, my message of unity of all people and all races is for any political party that you might have. Absolutely. I'm not concerned of what political affiliation that you have because my messaging is of a, is a human one.
2: Mm-hmm. So
5: I, I have no problem in going on news Mac and sitting down with Mr. Mike Huckabee and us having conversation as one human next to the other. Now I've since sent my book to MSNBC about a while ago. I haven't heard from them. I sent it to cbs I had not heard from them. I got to say one thing. Um, Stephen A. Smith came out with his book, Straight Shooter.
0: Great. Mm -hmm.
5: Okay? Mm -hmm. I like Stephen A. That's my homeboy. I think he's really good, entertaining, energetic, and I think he's just a real good guy. And he comes out with a book, Straight Shooter, and he's New York Times bestseller in one week. (laughs) In one week? You know what I mean? Now, Now, I read his book, and I said it's a great book, but I'm not going to be biased. I got a great book, too. You know what I'm
2: saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on, Come on, man. All right? I'm
5: going to keep it real. Okay? Come on.
2: Yes,
4: sir. I, didn't know,
5: I didn't know I had a great book when I wrote it. I've known a great book since because so many people have wrote it and thanked me and have blessed me with how great a book it is. And that's how I know from the people. But I'm trying to make this point. You know, when you're not famous, right. you're an ordinary person doing extraordinary things. Mm-hmm. It's very hard. hard it's harder for you, absolutely, to, to, to capture the the world.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
5: And for me, I want to capture the world.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong with that? And we're just talking about for capturing really? the world. That's you kind know, of really? kind of bends into that conversation we was having. Absolutely.
5: You know what I mean? So so for me, I, I look at that contrast. Wait, what's going on with that? We got to change that. You know, because there's a lot of people here that are not famous. That do fabulous things. That Absolutely, affect, that Absolutely. could have a tremendous effect on society. Mm-hmm. Okay, and don't get the opportunity. Well, I'm going to break through that barrier. Okay, okay, trust me, because I'm not going to give up until I get it out there on a national
4: stage.
0: But you're going to make it happen. There's no, there's oh, no yeah. doubt in my mind. It's going to be a little longer because yes. of the celebrity. But yes. at the end of the day, the message will be clear. The message will get out there because you're going to run into that one person that's going to be able to take you there. You just got to stay the course, my brother. Yes. And I know it's you're going to do voice. that. It's I know you're going to do that. Yes, you I know? am. And especially sounding like Obama every time you speak, you're going to be all right.
2: you Yeah, you do. like. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I was, I was getting ready to put I mean, my glasses on. who are we talking to here? Yeah, I,
5: mean, I, mean, I mean, I've always been, uh-oh, uh, oh, the Mr. President, man. I, I love Barack Obama. I mean, I've always been a very passionate person about what I believe in and, quite frankly, how I go about doing things. And and I've always been extremely aggressive. When you have a gold, uh, I think that, you know, you start here. Uh, I said this before. You're in New York, but you need to end up in California, okay? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You got a lot of things to go through before you get to California. No doubt. Right? However, yeah. however, you've got to have your eyes set on California. There you go. All right? Not all the things you have to go through to get there.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay?
5: So, my, my belief is, is no matter what I got to go through, my sights are on where I am going. And I'm going to Wow,
0: get- isn't that amazing? Isn't that yeah. conversation amazing? Because you know what, Don, to be very honest with you, this show right here, we're in the same boat that you're in. Okay. It's a great show. Yes, it is. We're just not famous enough. Not yet. And we're going to stay the course. That's right. Yeah. We're going to stay the course, and eventually, we'll break through. That's right. And it's the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing. And then you know what? We're going to respect the struggle even more than those that just get it handed to them. That's mm-hmm. right. Because That's the right. message is clear. The message is clear.
2: Yes.
0: This is about unity. This is about This is about who we are as people people in general mm-hmm. and information information that needs to be given to other people that matter, things that matter to individuals on a, on a, on a, on a community level. You understand what I'm saying? Yes, Those are the people that are going to it, bring it forward. Yes. Getting in celebrities and all that, they, they have a how can I put it? There's a formula for that. No. We don't know the formula. No. All we know how to be is real correct. And mm-hmm. that realness is going to shine through at some point in time because somebody's going to say that's real. What they're yeah. talking about is real. What that book is about is real. I've never even heard about textile. What is that? Because people in a way don't even know that, what that is. And they don't know your story. Your story needs to be told. That's why that book was written. And the right person is going to hear it, my brother. Trust me when I tell you,
5: man. Well, thank you very Keep much. I really, I really appreciate that. And I think yeah. that what's happened really with me is the uh, is the pivot from the book at this point. And uh, pivoting from the book, which I've done uh, in my messaging, and, and I'm, I, I believe because of my global experience uh, in doing business all over the planet uh, with all kinds of people, colors, races, that didn't matter to me. And uh, my ability to connect with all people at all levels, at all races uh, has given me a unique platform that this can be done. And the one thing I really am a little bit upset about right now, society uh, a lot of my, the textile business, okay, has been a lot, a lot of Jewish people in the textile business. Mm-hmm. Many, a mm-hmm. lot. And I've got a tremendous amount of Jewish brothers and sisters who I'm friends with, love them. They love me for years. And that's just a beautiful thing. And they've been calling on me, guys. They said, Don, we need your voice. We need your voice. As we know what's going on today in society, where the Jews are being targeted because of the war, the war over in uh, in the, in, in, the, uh, in in Israel and Hamas and all this stuff that's going on, and so they they've been calling on me, Don, to you know really have yeah. said, Don, we need your voice, we need you out there, to um, even when this Kanye West thing came about, when I think he said some derogatory things about the Jewish folk, I don't know exactly what it was, and they were like, a lot of them called me, Don, what's what, what's up with that? He says, blacks and Jews are supposed to be together. You know we've been persecuted both groups we need to stay together she said she said no nah, we need you we need you to let the people know that uh, uh, how you work with us they are very proud of the fact mm-hmm. of how we lived together for many years in millions of dollars worth of business with no problem they want people to know who they are, they are. as people and so uh and, and that's become a responsibility that they've asked me about and i think this really really interesting Uh, you know, to be in that position, uh, to to be able to speak out with them and help them in their plight uh, of what's going on, that what Black people have experienced for I don't know how many years.
2: Right.
5: Uh, But what we've been experienced, we've experienced so much racism, it's like we're supposed to just know about it and it's all good, but it's not all good. (laughs) That's right. You know, we just handle it in a way because Mm -hmm. we don't have a choice, but damn it, it ain't all good. You know, that's right. That's a fact. And, and, and yeah. the things I wrote in my book that uh, this that I speak quite frankly about is that I don't believe in uh, in us sitting down. I don't believe in us accepting uh, our roles in any way, shape, or form. I believe and a lot of us. And I wrote this several times sometimes that when we are around a group of white folks. And, uh, you know, we think sometimes that we're in a minority, we are minority in numbers. But that's not the case. I think I said this before. I think that when we're a minority in minority numbers, we're used to seeing them, and they're not used to seeing us. Seeing us. Mm-hmm. Now, that gives us a tremendous advantage. I think I said before tremendous advantage because we can now, all right, read them in the room. We could read everything. Mm-hmm. We know. Oh, how is that? This one's here. This one's over there. Okay, I mean, and then they, and a lot of them get intimidated by us in that regard. Exactly. As long as we are erect, erect individuals, we're erect. And, you're, and you're, there's an ear of confidence that you have to have. It's not about saying a word, because confidence exudes from within an and is exhaled in the ear around us. Mm-hmm. Whoever's around you is gonna feel, okay, that positivity. And that's what gives us, as a people, I think, a, a tremendous opportunity to make our white counterparts feel at ease in our presence, okay? Accept us as who we are, as we accept you, and let's just do business and do what we have to do. A lot of white folk don't know us, and we don't know them. But once we get to know each other, we realize that we're not any different. We're just people. Mm-hmm. So I, I strongly believe that, and that's been it's a very simplistic way to look at it. But it's one that is uh, without question reality, and I'm gonna speak on something else. Les, PS seventy eight, brother.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> 78.
5: I went to seventy eight. Where'd you? You didn't go seventy eight.
0: I went oh. to. Uh, oh, you know what? I went to. Uh, I went to PS one eleven. You went to one eleven. I went to one eleven. Down there by the projects. Yeah, I went down there. Then I went to Olinville.
5: At the Olinville, Okay. Right. I went to. I went to seventy eight. One thirty five. Right. Okay. Now. At PS seventy eight, that there was a gym teacher there. His name was Mister Suntag.
4: Real cool <laughs> dude.
5: Real cool dude. And you know what? He is on a of Facebook with me. All right. He's a white guy. Let me tell you, man. This dude. My book came out. He. I haven't seen Mister Suntag since I was twelve years old.
2: Wow.
4: He
5: knows who I am, and I know who he is. He was so proud of me. He 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 went out and bought, he read my book. He went out and bought all these books for all these people to read.
2: Really? He said, nice. He
5: said to me, he said, Don, man, I'm so proud of you, man. I remember he was a little boy at PS78, just sitting, <laughs> sitting He said, I remember said, He said, man, he said, you need to be on The View. You need to be at the United Nations speaking. You need to. He said, because what you are writing about and speaking about is absolutely unbelievable. And, and, and him and I have reconnected in a way that I would never thought we would have reconnected. When I was a, I guess a ten-year-old kid in the sixth grade.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but
5: I'm just saying, that's a, another blessing, yeah. in my opinion. And yeah. and, and uh, <laughs> to speak with him occasionally and and uh, and so on, I think has been really, 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 really cool.
0: Hey, Doug, tell us about tell us about your conversation with Andrew Young because I think that's important. A lot of people don't even know he's still alive.
5: Okay. Well, let me tell you about Mr. Andrew Young. If you go to my website, if you go to that the, there's a set, there's a part of it, what is an interview with me and Andrew Young sitting together in a very formal setting at the Millennium Museum in Atlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now it's got the American flag, it's got Dr. King, it's got Ralph Abernethy and the a very far, man, you could be in the Oval Office. I said, man, I'm in the Oval Office here. What's going on here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's how stately the setting was for our second meeting. It was a formal meeting with two of us because he heard me speak about a speech that I made in South Carolina, and he called some friends of mutual friends and said that you tell Don Martin that I'm going to endorse him personally.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow.
5: And and so I his staff contacted me. I flew to Atlanta. It was all set up, and we did this amazing, um, you know, um, interview. The two of us together, one on one. If you look at it now, we it it was a forty-five minute session, but I edited it down. My editor edited down to ten minutes. That's on my um that is on my um my um, website. website. Correct, and it's played sometimes before I speak. Because it's so impactful. And what he does in that session, at the end of the session, he stands up and he shakes my hand and he says, Don, I want to thank you. Okay. For being the pioneer of textiles and manufacturing of people of color in the United States. So I want to thank mm-hmm. you for doing that. And mm-hmm. that to me is a total blessing for me. That's right. You know, to, to get a man of that stature. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, to speak with me like that was unbelievable. And after the original session, him and I sat for another, I would say, 45 minutes or an hour before his car came to get him. And you know what I asked him? You know what yes, I asked him? Sir. I put my hand on his hand, you know, and I said, Mr. Ambassador is what they call him because he's a former U.S. ambassador to the United States. Right. He's a former mayor, former civil rights, former everything. This congressman. <laughs>
1: yep. you know, this,
5: guy's, you know, this guy's life is amazing. I said, I said, Mr. Ambassador, sir, I'd like to ask you something, but I, I really don't want to make you uncomfortable with me asking this question. I said, he said, Don, ask me whatever you want. I said to him, How was it the day that Dr. King was shot? Wow. Mm, that day, that's what I said to him. As you all know, he was there. Right. Yep. Okay. Here's what he said to me. I've got all this on audio, by the way. I got all of it on audio. It's just me and him. He said to me, he was downstairs at the hotel in the Lorraine Motel. Mm-hmm. downstairs he, they heard the shot. He said to me, him and another, a couple of the ministers downstairs. He said, Don, we were just clowning around. We were just clowning we used to clown around a lot back in those days, what he told me. He said, we, I ran upstairs, we ran upstairs. He said, Martin was down. He mm-hmm. said, I looked at him, the bullet hit him in his chin. He said, it went straight through his chin, here.
4: He
0: said Mm.
5: one bullet. He said, "Don, I don't don't think Martin felt anything." Is what he said to me.
4: Wow.
5: He said he he was down. He said he didn't die. His heart didn't stop beating until two hours later. Mm. Really? Yes. That's what he told me. But he was totally unconscious. But his Mm. heart stopped beating two hours later. Wow. Wow. So he said to me, he said, "Don, you know, got to tell you something." He said, "We had a hard time with Martin." He said. With Martin gone, we knew we were in trouble. He said, "After all, we were just a bunch of colored boys," and he still used the word "colored." <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said we, 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 "We we're just a bunch of colored boys," and we knew that we were in trouble when Martin was down. That's
2: right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So amazing. my
5: experience is, yeah, I, you know, I, I didn't get a, I got a real, real relationship with the ambassador. Uh, he actually had said sometimes if his health is good, and if I, I have a speaking engagement somewhere in the south, somewhere like that, he said he would join me on stage.
0: Oh, that's wow! wow. That that's that's great. big, man. Oh, yeah, that's big.
1: That's great.
0: That's very big. You know, so if you, you know.
1: Want to learn about reparations, we can talk about that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's part of okay. what I do. <laughs>
5: okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> and I and I can be honest with you.
5: I don't know if I ever really believed in reparations so much. I never really did because I've never been affected by it. But I was looking into it and I don't know if it applies everywhere. I think one time, sometime when we want things, anything is a negotiation.
1: Just remember that.
5: Everything
1: mm-hmm, right. is a negotiation. Okay? Now, well, I if think we you think you do deserve reparations, you do because not for you, but for generations you know, Let me finish my statement. Let me just finish what I'm saying, and then I'll hear
5: you. What I wanted to say was this. If we're going to negotiate for reparations, and I'm not saying the reparations is not right. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying it's not one painted brush of reparations. No. I'm saying it's got to be dissected. And we now have to say (laughs) Mm -hmm. where it's important and where we think it was really needed. Exactly. And go after that. That's just my opinion. But you know, you you can tell me. I will
1: tell you this. I believe in reparations. And exactly like you said, it has to be done correctly. Correct. I believe that every single black person who has a student loan with the government, it should be wiped clean. And that is your reparation. Because mm, people in that process are creating are and establishing generational wealth. But it's very hard to continue generational wealth. Oh, and I think I froze.
0: Yeah, we can hear you though. We can hear you. <laughs> it's
1: very difficult to continue generational he- wealth when you have a big student loan debt. So I believe in reparations for that. And reparations go back to the 40 acres and a mule, which we have mm-hmm. never gotten. And if you go through all the years and put in inflation and all of the interest rates and all of the things that we should have gotten, it would be millions of dollars today. That's one well, of absolutely. the reasons. Oh, yeah. But yes, we do deserve reparations. and in. Because you're the British Virgin Islands, you deserve it as well. Because, believe it or not, the white slave masters that came from England were paid money. Their families were given money up until, I think it was 10 years ago, if they had to release slaves. So, yes. No, excuse me again, there, there, there was the no one? They got payment because they released yep. slaves. The European government paid them, generationally got paid. Because mm. of slaves.
3: That's right.
5: I'm
1: not familiar with that. Yeah, I'm really not.
5: I mean, I'm, I live here in the BBI part of the time. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty up on the politics here, but I've never heard that That's before. The history.
1: That's the history that I don't people know about don't like that. To talk about. That's, yeah. I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion practitioner, so okay. I have no. <laughs> I have to know that. the history of all of this. So yes. I, and I tell people all the time, yes, you do deserve reparations. How it's doled out is how we should be discussing. Not if we do it or not do it. The Jewish people who have gone through the Holocaust, they are given reparations themselves to their generations. True. Okay. And, okay. you know, Every other class of people who have been subjugated, or there's been violence upon, or these things that have happened, are given settlements. They're given reparations by these governments who Mm -hmm. participated in this. They don't.
5: Understood. I I gotta uh, say, I I don't know about it. No, I know.
1: I know. And a lot of people. I appreciate being educated tonight about
5: mm-hmm. that i don't know I, I, i've been hearing about it a lot lately and i've just been kind of looking at it from i guess from my personal experiences right. as i told you with the cotton thing in the south i just thought that mm-hmm. applicable mm-hmm. at, uh for right. that here in the british virgin islands being honest uh the british Virgin islands is a very rich country uh right. it really is and black people in general here they got more black millionaires here than you mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not being honest in that regard and a lot of it's because they all own land. And a right. lot of the people from England, a lot of them come here, you mm-hmm. know, and they wish they had the land that right. was, their forefathers left to us. Now <laughs> they all okay, that's a fact. Now they gotta they apply gotta for apply. they got apply for apply. a landholders license. They gotta be checked out thoroughly to see if they wanna buy mm-hmm. land here. Uh they put through the ringer.
1: Okay, And see, it's the opposite with the U.S. Virgin Islands, where anyone can go and buy land there. Different. And people it's are selling it because they, don't,
2: <laughs> they really don't
1: have that kind of generational wealth there in the Virgin Islands. And not because they couldn't, but because of circumstances with you know, nature and, and the devastation of a lot of these hurricanes that have wiped out a lot of the economy. And the economy basically, at this point, is tourism. Um, and so it, it is vastly different in the U.S. Virgin Islands versus the British Virgin Islands. Well, the British exactly. Virgin Islands have some
5: advantages. They have a huge financial exactly. uh, financial services business here. It's like a little
1: exactly. Switzerland. Number exactly. one. It's very different. It's very different. And there's one of the sailing within sight of each other, and it's two different economies. Completely know? different. And completely different. They don't have the support of the U.S. The Virgin Islands, the U.S. Virgin Islands, does not have support of the government here in the U.S.
5: Okay. Mm-hmm. Although I, th- I think state. Well, what's the name? Of the representative? She's very good.
1: Yes, she is. And remember, they can't vote. The Virgin Islanders. If you no, they live can't on vote Virgin for president. Islanders, you can't vote.
5: No, they can't vote That's for president. It. Yeah. No. Wow. They, they cannot. Yes. That meant Puerto Rico cannot vote for right.
1: president. Exactly. Correct. And and the. Why fighting to become another state? Right. That's correct. You have this, and there are that I'm aware fundings of fundings that they need. Yes. Yeah.
5: Not exactly what i'm aware of i'm, I'm aware mm-hmm. of that and that's uh the republicans don't want that because they'll probably be all Dem- uh, uh, democrats
1: yep about that. Yeah. Just a little, like, but i will say i i was i was caught just reading what i could read because i found out this morning not that there's less fault or anything that about
2: who was coming good,
1: up and started to read, you know, everything that I could and started reading, you know, your book. And I got what through chapter two and I said, I've got to I've got to read the rest of this.
2: It's so a funny I, I book, too.
1: A <laughs> is. Oh, my God. It's funny. <laughs> you know, everybody says West Indian people are arrogant and we are. <laughs> 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 and are
0: I love mean. it. I love it, y'all. <laughs> it's a very, very,
5: hey, look, let me tell you something. I am not a scholar. I am not a scholar. I graduated from high school, okay? And I, I, I didn't go to college. I went, uh, got a few courses, but I never went, went to college or anything like that.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So if I could write a book, anybody can. Exactly. So I
4: exactly.
5: And my book is written yep. with practicality. practicality.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: It's like I'm speaking to you. And everybody okay. that read my book was so, they was like,
3: wow, because
5: it's, like, it's a book that just speaks to you, boom, 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 in your face. And I think that, uh, and, and in fact, someone said to me, uh, a fashion editor, they, they wrote a really great review of me, it's on my website. And she said, she, she's uh, from MR Magazine, which is a global fashion magazine. And she said, she is so happy, because I said in the book that a lot of people told me that I should employ a ghostwriter. And I said, no. I said, if I'm going to write the book, all right, it's got to be written by me. No. And I said, you know what? I don't believe in ghosts. Okay.
2: So, <laughs> you know, so what happened was
5: I wrote it myself with all my, in Jewish terms, with all my, a little bit of chutzpah. All right. <laughs> okay. And, uh, and uh, it, 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 it's an easy read, and it's, it's very. But yeah. now, what I'm doing right now, I'm going in. I spoke to my publisher last week, and I'm starting on my audio book.
4: Wow. I okay. think, I think
1: Any, I'm gonna launch an
5: audio book in probably January because I, I found out English a first lot born, of people don't read, but
1: but they'll listen. They'll right.
2: Listen, exactly.
1: mm-hmm. Yes. I think any first generation born here, or what they call us Yankees. Boy, oh, Yeah, you're right. You got, that. you got that right. Yes, I mean, you understand and relate to this story because in your voice, I heard my mother. Okay, you know, I heard my grandfather, and I said, "Oh my god!" Wow! Well, <laughs> because they have welcome said home, welcome home, <laughs> so yo.
0: So Tattletail, getting an education tonight,
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you're right. I mean, the Caribbean heritage that I have, uh, you know, my mom and dad raised me, um, you know, we were raised very strict. My dad was very strict. We couldn't play church songs. We couldn't play um, on Sunday. We only had to play church songs in the house. They won't allow any dance music or anything like that. It's just kind of the Caribbean way, Uh, you know, and that kind of things. I grew up going to Sunday school and going to you know, I mean, that was all part of uh, a Caribbean culture. You know, it really, really is a very traditional culture. You know, it always has been. So, which is, I think it's helped mold me as a person. But you know what? I'm also from the boogie down Bronx. You feel
0: me? Come on now, holla back.
5: You
2: know
4: what I'm saying?
2: You know what
0: I'm saying? All right now. All right now. Don't let me get Bronx on your here tonight. Lead back, lead back, brother, lead back. Exactly. (laughs) I,
5: I am so proud of being from the Bronx. Absolutely. And all my people. Uh, And seeing them, and and, and it's just the one, I had the best upbringing that I could ever have. Mm -hmm. We didn't have a lot of money. We lived in a little house, you know what I mean? But mom and dad, you know, dad was custodial worker. Mom worked in a nursing home, whatever. Right. We we played sports all day, football, baseball, punch ball, whatever it was, a ball. (laughs) Okay, so, you know, and it was just a wonderful upbringing that I wouldn't change the world. I wouldn't change anything where i was raised in the bronx okay when so you, proud question. you. It's, it's,
1: it's it. all moved here you all moved to the bronx or did you like many caribbean they moved to harlem a lot of people don't know that how influential we were during harlem renaissance but that's another story um did they move <laughs> harlem and then move to the bronx is well, what happened you you know
5: everything you, you know just about everything that went on. You, you know my whole life,
4: okay?
5: I got to <laughs> you say know, you know,
2: I was, you know, I was going
5: where I moved I moved. Mean, I mean, what's up here?
3: Uh, uh, she, she looking for a man, Don. She looking for a man.
5: I don't think she'll have any problems. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my mom and dad moved from the Caribbean here in the BVI. There was nothing a lot going on at that time. It was very poor here. You know what I mean? It wasn't a lot to do to make a living. And that got A lot of people migrated at that time. So mom and dad moved to New York City, 19, I think 52. And they moved to Harlem. <laughs>
2: okay. Harlem.
5: In fact, I was born in Harlem Hospital.
3: Oh, okay. yeah.
2: All right. So, you're 100% <laughs> right.
5: We lived in Harlem. So I think I was five years old. Dad and mom managed to scrap some money together. You know what I mean? And save mm-hmm. some money and buy a little house up in the Northeast Bronx. Yep. Wow.
1: That's how that yeah. went right. There.
5: Yeah.
2: That's yeah. Really, really yeah. Yes. Our family
1: lived in yes. one building. They had all the floors in one building in Harlem. And then from there, my grandparents moved to Queens. So okay. Harlem was like that's where everybody landed. That's where they yes. got it together, and then the, everybody dispersed from there. Oh so, right.
5: Yeah. Ha- Harlem is the birthplace of America for black people. That's right. right. Yeah, that's a fact. People came from the south. Where'd they go to Harlem? That's right. Uh, yep. Let's. I mean, let, you know, let's say it. You know, ha- Harlem has been the place for black folks, and the heritage is there for all these years because that was a place we can only. We were only accepted there. Right. You know, we were only really there. All the ball players used to own restaurants there. You know, back in the early mm-hmm. days. You know, Will Chamberlain heard at a bar, and a lot. You know, <laughs> and that's where we were accepted, and we went to the Cotton Club, and we had live entertainment, and mm-hmm. we, we had an opportunity to enjoy ourselves somewhat down. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. They, they didn't want us down, uptown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So, you know, um, my my hats off to uh, to Harlem USA. No doubt. So, and I don't want to speak on it again, us I don't know how much time we got. Go
0: ahead, um, go, ahead go ahead. We I have want a few minutes.
5: Say, I, I, I want to say, as as I pivot into this next world of uh, being able to, through my experiences and going forward, the one thing that Andrew Young, the reason why he bonded with me was because he liked the way I messaged. He liked, if you look at the interview, he liked how I was able to, he's been, he told me, and uh, sometimes uh, he's been calling Uncle Tom. All right, mm-hmm. and uh, because you when you mix with white folk, and you're very good with white folk, sometimes people look at you that way. And I've been called that once or twice as well. I mean, uh, and if people read my book. I'm the furthest thing from it. You know, I, oh, right. I you know, I am. I am very. <laughs> I've always been, and I wrote this very much in touch with my blackness. Mm-hmm. Okay, make no mistake about that. At the same time, respecting any other race. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But make no mistake, I'm a black man. Okay. And uh, what I'm thinking about, I'll go, I'm, you know, I look at the United Nations and I say to myself, they call themselves the United Nations. What did they unite? What? what? I mean, maybe this is above my pay grade and I don't really know, but I'm dumb enough to try to change the status quo by seeing things that I think that should be different. I mean, I look at all these wars around the world. How united are we? Mm -hmm. I don't really know. Why do these wars take place? Are we speaking to the countries? Are we all united in the United Nations talking about our problems to avoid these things?
1: Are we?
2: Absolutely not.
1: That's not quite what the United Nations does. (laughs) If you have not signed that charter, if you have not signed the charter of being part of the United Nations, they will not help you stop a war. Which is one of the reasons why the Ukraine, it continues with Russia, because neither one of them are part of the U.N. And so we That's can right. send right. you stuff. We cannot participate. You, because you didn't sign that charter. And, and unfortunately, that is just the way that they run this overarching government, because each government, of course, in each country has their government. And then there's U.N., which is kind of overall of them. Well, something well, has to change.
5: Yes, yeah, I told you I'm not that smart. Thank you for <laughs> telling me that. It's above to my pay grade. I said that, right?
4: <laughs> okay.
5: So now, but, but what I'm trying to say to you, yeah, that yeah. yeah, we need to do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. When I look at the news, and I see 10,000 people dying in the space of three or four weeks, children and women, and that mm-hmm. disturbs me immensely. Yeah. Something's got to be done about that.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: You know, and, and, and it, 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 these things really disturb me They really, really do and, and I don't know what to say All these young babies and, and children you know, Everybody's life is disrupted Because one stupid <laughs> madman decides he wants to do this I, no. I, I don't understand it.
0: Yeah you know? so, Hey Don, do me a favor, do this I want okay. you to very clearly Give your website Give the name of the book again Where it can be found Give us a, a, look, a description of what the book is about. But let's start with that, then where the book can be bought, and then your website, and how the people can get in touch with you for speaking engagements, interviews, and whatever. We need to get that piece clear to the people.
5: Okay. I would say my book, Where It Can Be Gotten, of course, is at Amazon. It's on Amazon, okay, and it's on Barnes & Noble. Okay. uh it's available there uh i think the paperbacks available in three days uh delivery and i think that the um the uh, hardcover i think it takes 10 days uh the title is black man white industry my journey to the men's fashion world um uh what the book is about am in fact i'm gonna you know what i'm gonna right mm. here because i wrote this myself
0: I bet you did. I mean,
5: this this bad boy. You know what I'm saying? It says it it right here about the book. And also, my my website is the title of the book. It's blackmanwhiteindustry.com. Okay. Blackmanwhiteindustry.com. And there's a lot of stuff. I got There's so much stuff I got to put on there because I haven't put some stuff on it. Russ, I would like to put our first interview on there and this one.
0: Okay. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Like I'll send it to you. You, you have both. the first one, right?
5: I don't. I was looking for it the other day because I got to update my, my 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 website when I get back to the states. So,
0: okay.
5: so can, you, can you send that to me again?
0: Yeah, yeah. You have both of them tomorrow. No problem. Are you
1: on, on Facebook it? or Instagram as well? I'm on, I'm on I'm on I'm on Facebook as Don Martin. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm on
0: you're, you're, you're Donald Martin is Facebook, right?
5: I think it's Don. It it's may be Donald. Donald Martin
0: it's donald yeah, martin
5: Okay, it, it's it's it, it, it could be donald martin yeah and my my, my email address is don martin i n t l at gmail.com that's don martin i n t l at gmail.com
1: i can actually writing you. it all down too okay, <laughs> okay. Black History Month is coming around, and I see you coming in as a speaker to the company I'm for. Thank you very much.
5: Thank you very much. Let me read you what the book's about. I wrote this myself. This is on my website, so I'm not going to make it up. I'm going to read it to you right now.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay, Obama.
1: <laughs> He's just jealous of the way you speak. That's all. He's just no, I love it. I love it. I
0: love it. For real. I love it. That's my bad. Hey, I'm, I'm happy for him. Go ahead, is, bro. Is,
5: is, is, is there a, b- the book. About the book. Black Man White Industry tells the story of Don Martin, the only black man in the United States to form his own textile corporation. The story is about a young black man who enters an industry by accident in 1975, straight out of high school, and goes on to break all barriers. It's a riveting account of a black man bonding with his white counterparts in the menswear textile business. In addition, it details the history of men's tailored clothing, and how the industry was in its golden years. This includes stories about many influential people who shaped an entire industry past and present and how Don did business with practically every design label imaginable. The book has many twists and turns that will take you on a journey through race, relations, politics, marketing, and tremendous adversity.
0: All right, listen, now before you go, please tell Daya the story about the man that came into your spot looking for the owner you know what i'm talking about yeah you got to tell that story you got to tell that story
5: well i was about i had my own company windsor textile corporation that's my first company with partners we had an office on 1290 avenue of america's and we had a huge office and uh, i was a major shareholder and partner i was co-founder of the company and we had just moved into a pretty large office. This was in nineteen, I was in nineteen ninety or ninety one. We had moved into a large office, big suite, showrooms, the whole nine. And we had the architects in there, okay, who were, um, mm. you know, were doing everything and and what have you. Oh no, you want the story about the guy, the buyer that came in?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, yes. the
5: buyer. I'm giving you another. Okay.
0: Yeah.
5: Here's what happens. I'm I'm in my office. Remember, I'm the boss. I was like thirty five <laughs> years old. But I'm the boss. I'm the jefe. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm in my private office. When I was 35. I was a young, you know, cool cat. You know what I mean? Bronx boy with all my swag. You know what I mean? So, anyway, so I'm in my office, and a lot, it was lunchtime. A lot, a lot of my staff was out. And this guy, his name was Alan Flusser. Okay. I wrote about this in my book. This guy was a, a he, he was a wannabe Ralph Lauren type of cat. There's always a few of them. We, we did a ton of business with Ralph Lauren.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: In fact, I know Jerry Lauren, Ralph's brother, was a good friend of mine for many, many years. Met him in the 70s and p- partied with him in Paris and London and all kinds of stuff, a whole different story. But anyway, what I'm saying is um, he came into the showroom and asked, uh, asked our receptionist, he wanted to see the collection. This, this collection that we had from, from England uh, called Fox Brothers. It was from Huddersfield, a very exquisite fabric. That was made from a mill in Huddersfield. This, this fabric's been making since the 1700s. Okay, Ralph Lauren used a lot of it. It's very authentic. The colors are, are so ancient. Okay, and my mill I and mean, in my company represented that mill in the United States. Mm-hmm. Mm. And him being a Ralph, Ralph wannabe, wanted to buy from that collection. Okay, so now he comes in and they add, normally I, I wouldn't wait on him. I got to be honest. He's a small town. <laughs> He pieces. I ain't got time for this normally. I, you know, my staff, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not speaking frankly. Right. right. My staff would handle that. My salespeople would have you. But there's no one there. I'll never turn out a customer. So I came out and I said, his name was I If I came out, you know, with all my fervor, you know, came out. Hey, how you doing, man? I'm Don Martin. How you doing? I said, uh, you want to see the Fox collection? I said, come on in. I looked at his eyes. I saw the look. I said, hey, this is going to be a <laughs> Yeah, like, I, like, I early. like I said earlier, I can read you. Okay, so I know what this is going to be. well that was cool. He walks into the showroom and he sits down in the showroom, and he's pissed off. <laughs> I can see on his face. Why is this young black guy? I'm Alan. Also. He's supposed to get the big guy to be working on me. Not this kid working. Who's he? The assistant. The assistant. The assistant. He's not supposed to be working with me. I mean, this is all over his face. He don't have to say anything. And I started showing him the collection. I'm showing him the collection. Showing him the collection, being nice. All of a sudden, he says, oh, I think these designs will be great for the Allen Fussell store. So I said, I don't know where his store was. I don't know, he had a small-time guy. I don't know, man, you know? So I said to him, I mean, I'm, I'm used to dealing with Men's owls Nordstrom, J.C. Penney, Mason. I don't deal, you know, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So I, he said he got some store somewhere. So I said, I, I just said, I, was, I said, oh, I, I, I said, where's your store located, Alan? You mean you don't know where the Alan start, fuss first store is? Get your, boss get your boss in here. So He said to me, scream, get your boss in here. So I was like, mm-hmm. I stood there, man. I was, I was like my man, Stuart Scott. This is cool's the other side of the pillow. You know what I'm saying? I said, I said, I said, I said, I said to him. I said, well, I'm, I'm kind of the boss, Alan. You know, I'm the boss, like that. Said, you're the boss. I said, yeah, I'm, I'm the boss. You know, I'm the boss, like that. You're the boss. Alan, I'm the boss. You know what I mean? He, he, he didn't know what to do or say or what have you. But I was really cool. I continued to show him the collection. He picked some styles that he wanted to buy. I know he wanted to buy the line. You know, mm-hmm. a, a few pieces. I mean, for me, it was just so small stuff. It really, you know. So anyway, so he leaves. About a week later, he he. But back then it was faxes. He faxed in an order. The wow. order was small, right, like ten thousand dollars, whatever it was, some nonsense. He faxes in the order, and my staff says, "Don it was Alan Fusser. Oh, that's that creep <laughs> that was in there the other day. So I had a system. <laughs> we had a system of uh, of credit checking. For my factor, my financial institution. So if my if, if my factor checks your credit, I'll put the goods into work because I know that you're good for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's my call if, if I want to take the risk or not. That's my decision. Right. If I want to. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so sometimes I I make a decision. I, I take a risk I'm a businessman. Sometimes I do that. Okay. In this case, uh they they called in the order they, they couldn't check his credit for 10 grand. Okay. Couldn't check his credit. So then he called, so, so they, they declined it. He, he got on the phone. Um, why can't you, well, can, can I speak to the boss?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, this is a true story. I can't make this up. He gets on the phone. He says, oh, hey, I don't like doing it's Don Martin. Ain't doing it, man. He says, he, he says, you know, I got that order. It's only $10,000. Put, you put the goods into work. I said, Ali, you're not going to policy my company, quite frankly. I said, if I can't check your credit, I don't put it into work like that. Although that, that's not true. I, I'm the policy. Right. If, if he was a gentleman and a nice guy.
4: Right. right. Okay, I, would,
5: I, I know how cash flow is. I, I would have put the goods into work at the mill. And maybe when, when the goods arrive in the United States, I might, I might have got a check before shipment or something like that. Whatever. I would have worked with the guy. But he was such a nasty, I don't want to say mm-hmm. on air. Okay. We ain't famous <laughs> yet less, but You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, i say so i was very professional though i said uh i said alan if you want the goods you, 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 you you're gonna have to send a check in advance before not work mm-hmm. well he, he got all upset that I held the phone within another week or two weeks he finally scrounged up the money he <laughs> and, sent me a, <laughs> <laughs> and sent me a check for the goods now <laughs> i used to see this dude around europe after that i bumped into I'm him home in home. italy and, yeah, at the villa d'Este in italy or shows in paris and so on i bumped into him in london one time whatever. And one time I was in in Italy at at the, at the Villa Deste Hotel. I was checking in there. And he was checking in. And he was and I, everybody with me. Whenever I was at a show, everybody's always around me, always. Anyway, he's standing to the side, and he's looking at me. I turn. He's looking. He turns away. So I just looked at him. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say things. I didn't say things to the dude. Now you know what? Here's a funny thing. If he would have came to me, and said, "Don, I apologize for doing that, man. I, pro- yeah. I apologize for." misrepresenting you and doing what I did because I know it's wrong. I would've been friends with him to this day. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would've accepted his apology and me and him would've been friends to this day. But he wasn't a big enough man to do that.
0: Right.
5: And that was mm. okay. So that's that story,
1: Les, you, you remember? Wow,
0: that? beautiful, I love it, I love it, I love it, man. Uh, Great story,
1: man. A lot of people like that. <laughs>
0: Great story, brother.
1: Yes.
0: But, <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, you have just witnessed the Les Bowie One on One Show with our special guest, author, textile businessman, owner, and author Don Martin. Hell of a story, brother! Thank People, you. get the book. Get the book. Yes. Black man, white industry. Is that it? Yes,
5: black,
0: men, black white man, industry. Yeah. white industry. It's white on men. Amazon. It's in Barnes and Noble. Give us your website again, Don
5: blackmanwhiteindustry.com I always tell people look at the website see what the book is about right? You don't, and then see what book, the book is about I think you're going to love it I think you're going to say wow this is a great book and uh, a lot of teachings I teach about selling, marketing I teach about how to sell and market to the corporate world from the school of hard knocks I didn't go uh-huh. to Harvard, I didn't go to any fancy school I was taught by some old school roughnecks in the, in the business from years ago, along with my Bronx pizzazz and style,
2: <laughs> all right? Come on, brother, come on. And, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, sir.
5: All right? And all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. my whole marketing way of selling comes from the heart and the soul, and it's natural. And, and, and you know what I mean? I don't know what they teach in Harvard and Yale, these fancy schools, but I know what I do works, that I do you know. And you know what? You know what's
0: what's really important about your particular situation? You don't hear many stories at all Mm -hmm. about us in that industry. And a lot of people don't even know what that industry is. Mm -hmm. It would behoove you, my brother, to think about going into the teaching mode in this industry and teaching our people, our young people, how this works. Because there's a lot of them that are interested in the fashion world and what greater way to get involved in the fashion world, but from the inside out. Not just the mm-hmm. clothing, they're done, how it's made, Correct. where it starts from. You talked about Correct. Mills over in other countries. Correct. People don't know that. All they know no. is Jordan. They know right. Gucci. They know, but they don't know where they come from. No. And you've dealt with all these different companies, but there's yes. a lot of talented uh, people of color who need your information. You should really think about doing something like that, man. I will, Les. Yeah, real talk. I will, brother. Real talk, man. And we appreciate you coming, man. And yes, I'm going to send you a copy. And listen, this is the first time that we ever had somebody come back for a second time. You are oh that. Man, first I, I
2: feel even more blessed. Absolutely. I feel even more blessed. <laughs> well, thank you for
5: having
0: me. You are a repeat guest, man. You are a repeat guest. You are the first repeat guest.
5: Oh, man. I feel proud.
0: So, yeah. So, it's a beautiful thing, man. And you've always been, you know, um, the stories are great, man. You know, and. Thank you. And I'm quite sure Miss Manette will be reaching out to you. You should be speaking yeah, so and telling your story because everyone's, everybody hears about basketball and football and rap and singing. This is the type of story we need to hear about. We need to hear about our lawyers, our business people, our nurses, mm-hmm. you know, even the sanitation people, people that are doing that grunt work on the ground. Man, we need to talk about those things because everybody's not going to be that famous star. But that doesn't mean they can't shine. You dig what I'm saying? Exactly. So there's all kind of ways for people to get to get their their dream on, man. And a lot of a lot of young people, I'm telling you, you gotta push this forward, man. We have to keep this pushing forward. So my hat's off to you as well, man. Thank you for joining us, brother. Thank, Thank you, you,
5: man. Thank you, everybody. Yep. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas.
0: <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Merry Thank Christmas, you. man. Blessed Christmas, everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to play this little thing, and then we're out of here. Okay. We are out of here. And it was great. It was a great interview, brother. Great. Yes, it was. Thank you.
1: Don't don't leave us yet. Okay. <laughs>
0: don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. <laughs> I'm pushing all the buttons back here. I'm pushing all the buttons. I just want them to know who we are.
4: Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Okay.